1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Unless he
2: can't make it at noon and makes it right now, Brian Anderson, former Indians pitcher, joining us on the (laughs) North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Hello, B.A. What's up, B.A.? Well,
0: how we doing, fellas? Standing, it's a, it's a day friend. before
2: a playoff game, we're my friend.
0: Standing. We're outstanding. Uh, yeah, we're, I, I, and and don't you love the fact that you, you don't have to wait around for it? Tomorrow, settle in, mid-afternoon, first game out of the gate, I am I am fired up.
2: I am too. That's the anti-Baskin. Andy was really mad that it was the first game because he said, if, if the Browns lose, then he has to think about it all weekend long. I said, come on, don't think that way. Don't think that way.
0: And you know what? Okay, if that were to happen, obviously the game hasn't been played, so that is a possibility. Let's just say that the rest of the weekend you have many distractions that you don't have to think about it. You can watch other games. Yeah, you're going to be bummed, but but there are other games. I, I listen. I kind of figured we were going back and forth on the text chain about what game they would get because let's let's face it, you know, you know, when you've got Packers, Cowboys, some of these sexier matchups in name only, perhaps um Browns Texans you know that's not going to move the needle like some of these other matchups so you figured they were going to either get the Saturday first game out of the gate or maybe even get the Peacock game where no one could watch it so uh i mean i i listen i think it's it's the, the best shot that they have and like i said i'm i'm fired up for it the, the game being tomorrow uh can't wait
1: all right i'm i'm pumped with you as well bud so Let's look at this from the Texans' side of it. I know you've watched a chunk of this. When the when the Browns first went against the Texans, Joe Flacco ate them up, Mark Cooper set the receiving record, all that kind of good stuff. This time around, they're a little bit more healthy, and they've got C.J. Stroud back. Does that change how you're looking at this game and how?
0: One million percent. It, 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 it changes, completely changes the way that I look at this game, and I think for a lot of people, first of all, You know, C.J. Stroud, how about the fact that he rolls into the NFL as a rookie and he leads the NFL in passing yardage per game. It was like 273 and some odd yards a game. Leads the NFL in that category. Also leads the NFL in touchdown to interception ratio. So he not only throws for big yards on average, he doesn't give the ball away. He doesn't turn it over. That's unheard of, uh, you know, for a rookie to, to come out and do that. So, you know, and he's mobile enough. So, yeah, that's a concern, no question about it. And then on the other side, you're talking about the, the improved health of the, the Texans' defense, and I think specifically you're talking about the two rush ends. You're talking about their two rush ends, and we know that, that Flacco can move in the pocket, but Flacco is more of a, a target. Uh, you know, He's going to drop back, want to plant his foot, be on time with his throw, but these defenders and these edge rushers know where he's going to be. And so um, I, I'm sure that we're going to see those, you know, the, the play action where they roll them out, they move them a little bit to try to uh, make it more of a moving target. But, yeah, I, I definitely think it changes the way that you, you think about this game and why it's more concerning, obviously, than, than the first go-round. So we'll see how it plays out. But the other, on the other side of that, you know, Kevin Stefanski is a whole lot smarter than I am. Uh, Jim Schwartz is a whole lot smarter than I am. I mean, Alex Van all these guys, they have a better idea – how to do these things, and how to attack these uh, you know, other teams a lot more than than any of us do. So you know that they're going to come up with a great game plan. It's just a matter of who's going to execute at a higher level, as it always comes down to.
2: Brian Anderson joining us. Uh, BA, the, I, I projected Joe Flacco's passing numbers out over 17 games, what they would be. I mean, he's been on such fire, I just thought, wonder what this would be. And as it turns out, he would have led the NFL in passes, in completions, in yards, in touchdowns, in interceptions. I don't expect that to last, but I wonder, can the Browns put enough together offensively without Flacco having those nutty numbers to win a playoff game or two or three playoff games or who knows how many playoff games?
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, the, the talent is there. There's no no question about it. But I do think that that Flacco is gonna is gonna have to lead him. Um, you know, he's gonna have to be the the center. He's gonna have to be able to distribute the ball and get it into the hands of the guys that can make the plays. Um, I'll be real interested to see the Browns' running game. Um, I think that when Flacco first came on, the running game was struggling terribly. Um, you started to see it pick up a little bit towards. The end of the season, and I think that once you get into the playoffs, that becomes you know, huge for, for any team is, is to be able uh, to run the football effectively enough, especially when the Browns are so good off play-action fake. And so it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean you have to put up huge numbers running the ball, but it, you have to garner the defense's attention. Um, and so that opens up that, that play-action game and, and all of that. So I'll be interested to see how that that factors in, and that certainly can help take a load off, because you're right. It, it's, it's like you could pencil Flacco in for 40, 45 passes a game. That's tough to continue to do over the long haul, especially when you get into the playoffs and you're facing better teams, better defenses. Uh, you know, It's not, not, quite, you know, not quite as easy. But listen, who would have thought that he would have done the things that he's already done? I mean, who thought that he would put up the numbers, the leadership, and do the things that he's done in the last month and a half? I don't think anybody. So, you know, who knows what this guy's capable of? We know that he's done it before, and he's, he's been Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champ, so he's been there, done that, and this, is, this moment's not going to phase him.
1: Former Indians, pitcher Brian Anderson, joining us on the North Austin Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Of course, he's the current uh, Rays color analyst, hosted some Brown shows in town for a good period of time. and. Massive Browns fan and former season ticket haulers. So trust me, the credentials are where you want them
2: to state, to state <laughs> yeah. the least for B.A. If, if you'd have played left-handed quarterback in the NFL, they'd be a little bit better, but they're pretty dang good. We B. want The credentials are where we want them.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I'm going to stay in my lane, which yeah, obviously is baseball, but I'm going to tell you, I, I do love football. Um, I, I just absolutely love the sport. I think, in my opinion, it is the ultimate team sport. You, you think about running out 11 guys on a play, A particular play 10 of the 11 could do their job and the play still fails because one guy i I mean it's it is the ultimate team sport and it's so uh fun to watch and that's why i've been so uh, enamored maybe a little bit too strong but why i've been so into this year's team because you really feel that one through 53 it's as close knit of a cleveland team as we've ever seen in any sport and so it, you know, it's just uh, I don't know. I'm I'm getting I'm getting goosebumps uh, thinking about what this living room is going to look like tomorrow afternoon. All right,
2: BA. As a baseball player, you played in in crummy weather in April, early in the season, and you were fortunate enough to play in some crummy weather. In, you know, in postseason games when it gets cold, and, and baseball in the cold is not good. But <laughs> no, in, in Kansas City coming up, and you know, you you played for the Royals. You know, Kansas City weather can be really nasty. It's supposed to be like around zero for the Dolphins and the Chiefs and maybe even below zero for that game. It's expected to be one of the coldest games in NFL history. I hate the way that the game gets changed when it's played in really crummy conditions. Is that just part of it, or is there anything the NFL should ever do? You know, the the retractable roofs to me are a wonderful idea, but that's not going to happen in every community. Is there anything they, they should do, could do?
3: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: It does, it does, but you know what? That's that's part of it. That's just part of it. You know, the ice bowl. Everybody knows the ice bowl because it it was that game and that cold. That, That certainly changed the dynamics of those two teams, but it's an iconic game in NFL history. So, you know what, that's just the way it goes. And it happens to fall on that and we're all going to tune in and maybe it'll become an instant classic like those. This is what I will tell you though, as a player in that weather. Now remember back in 97, I think it was game four of that World Series in Cleveland. It was the coldest World Series game in, in Major League history. We had wind chills that were 16, 17 degrees for that game. It was snowing at times during BP hard enough that when I'm out in right center field shagging, I had a hard time seeing who was hitting in the cage because the skulls were coming in. And I ended up pitching the last three innings of that game, and I did it in short sleeves. And, and I, and I you know, the only guy in the field that really didn't have a, you know, a, a, a a winter hat on, uh, you know, long sleeves. I went out there in short sleeves and I did it because number one, I don't like pitching in sleeves. That, that, that's something I don't like to do. Number two, that's home for me. This is Cleveland. This is home. And it becomes a mindset that for these players, it becomes between the ears because it's cold. It's miserable for everybody who can block that out and just go execute their job. And that's why I wanted to go out there. Now, granted, when I was sitting down in that bullpen, I was layered up. Like you can't believe. But when my name got called and I had to get up and get ready to come into that game, everything came off, including you know the the last set of sleeves that I had on over my jersey. And I said, you know what? It's cold and my arms are freezing, but I'm going to focus on my job. I'm going to get myself ready. And being a pitcher in baseball, it's a little bit of an advantage because you're always constantly moving as opposed to fielders who are standing around a lot of times in between pitches. So, What,
2: what about I as opposed to hitters, B.A.?
0: Well, and that's the other thing. That's where, again, with the mindset. Cold, no one wants to pitch when it's that cold. But guess what? No one wants to hit either. And if you get a guy to hit the ball off the end of the bat or you can jam him and put that buzz in his hands when it's that cold, it's going to last a couple of innings. I mean, it's miserable. It's miserable for everybody. It's who's going to be mentally tougher and say, you know what? Listen, this stinks, but it stinks for all of us. I'm going to go out there. And focus on my job but, but that my mindset in those type of games was always when it's cold at least i'm moving all the time so once i get myself loose and warm i'm going to stay loose and warm for that inning and i know that that guy in the batter's box doesn't want to be there i know he doesn't want to be there it's miserable it's cold and so that's an advantage to me and and that's the way i always looked at it
2: all right buddy who wins who wins on saturday
0: Oh, come on. Are you yeah. really asking yeah, me I that? I mean, gonna... the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> there he Cleveland goes. I, I just wanted yeah. to hear it. We're, we're just running I just a tally. Wanted to know, yeah, hey, did, did they end up going to Baltimore in week two? And does that become oh, the big story? Hey, th- that, that game right there will get a lot better, uh, y- you know, viewing slot than than a lot flacco oh, yeah. going back to Baltimore. Listen, first things first. But I do think that the Browns find a way to, uh, to win this game on the road and beat them for a second time here in the last few weeks.
2: B.A., thanks, buddy. Great to talk to you.
0: You're the man. Talk soon. Yep. Uh, all right, boys, enjoy. We'll be firing up the text tomorrow. You know that. Yes, sir. I'm looking forward to it.
2: Brian Anderson <laughs> joining us on the North homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.